Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi there everybody and a huge warm welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. I'm your podcast host Kelly Frew and today we're going to be talking all around side hustles. So what we've seen in the past sort of 12 months is lots of people reflecting on their futures, reflecting on what they are doing with their lives and I've seen loads and loads of side hustles starting to grow and be cultivated which really is a wonderful thing to be happening right now. People have had to pivot, they've changed direction, and essentially people want to be in control of their own destiny. So I applaud anybody that is giving it a go. And I suppose this podcast is my side hustle and I'm absolutely loving being part of the the community. So when we think about side hustles, how do you start them? How do you grow them and really nurture them to become something that is, is really meaningful? and is relevant right now in the current pandemic today. So I've got a wonderful guest today and she is so bubbly and so motivational. I know you are gonna love her. Her name is Nicole Louise Geddes and she runs two businesses, Manic Stage Productions and her own side hustle, Performerpreneur. So Nicole and I had a really insightful conversation all around really nurturing your side hustle and she's got some great top tips for you. So. Take yourself out on a little walk, maybe a run, or just sit down on your sofa and get comfy and enjoy the episode. So Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait for this interview. Oh, bless you. It's um, Don't let me ramble on though, will you? Because I do like to talk. <laughs> don't you worry. The listeners love that. They like to have a bit of a chit chat. So it sort of suits the mood of, of, of the podcast. Now, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please, and how you started your journey in events and entertainment? Of course, yeah. So my name is Nicole Louise Geddes um, and I am a professional performer by trade. So rewind, I mean, way back to to toddler in my ballet shoes, you know, teenage years putting on shows for my parents and then just knowing deep down that I wanted to be in the industry as a performer. Um, Went off at 16, like many professional performers do, to dance college in London, completed three years there, three amazing years, walked straight out of college into my first job within a couple of days um, and way back in 2002 Blackpool was the place to be yes, for, uh... show, for, for being a showgirl and I was a showgirl with all the feathers um, so yeah so 2002 the start of my career in Blackpool as a showgirl and then from there I mean this is super whistle stop tour of everything um, from there I traveled the country and the world I've been a backing dancer I've been a circus performer I've been a singer um, I have then pivoted and decided to um, go more into the production side. And I was a choreographer in New York and LA, an assistant choreographer, and then really knew that that's where I had to place myself. That's where I wanted to be and created Manic Stage Productions, which put me, you know, as the producer, as the as the person with my own business and could do my own ideas. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a bit of a fast track. So I've gone from performer to entrepreneur and producer and everything in between but I absolutely love the industry I'm heartbroken like all of us um, but I'm excited for its big return 
Yeah, I, I agree. But wow, let's just come back to your career. This is amazing, isn't it? From Blackpool in the Feathers to New York and Vegas and places like that. What a wonderful journey. And that feels a little bit out of reach at the moment, doesn't it? Because we, we, you know, we can't go, we can't go to these places. So it, it sounds even more glamorous, doesn't it? Than what, what it actually it does. is. <laughs> it really does. And it was, it was. And do you know what? Um, a lot of people will say that I cut my performing career short because yeah. I did I did turn to um, becoming my own my own boss and creating my own business quite early on. I was quite young and I just knew that it was the right place for me. I'd done so much in a short space of time. And um, as I say, other people might well have, have looked at that um, negatively or, or differently to me, but I just knew deep down it was something I wanted to do, which was my big pivot, you know, it's my big moment. And 15 years later, Manic Stage Productions had had become something super special and really was was doing its thing I mean it was yeah. my whole life it still is yeah exactly so you've come lovely and nicely on there too um you know you're you're actually no I'm gonna hold that thought for a moment because I want to go back a minute talk to me about your favorite place that you've been to in the world because we're not allowed to travel at the moment so let's reminisce tell me about your your favorite place <laughs> yeah, well there's there are many aren't they for different reasons but I do think whatever season New York is just the most wonderful place and I think yeah. so many people feel the same I've traveled around the world I've done and seen different things with different people but my heart is London and New York yeah you know you can't beat London either um no. but New York for traveling to get out there and um winter or summer it's just I I I just love it. Yeah, it's perfect. I do. Yeah, I like that about New York. The fact that you do get the seasons too, like you do in the UK and you see it all and it, it, it looks beautiful no matter what season it is, doesn't it? You, you sound like a real city girl. Yes, yeah, I am. And <laughs> yeah. even now, um, South Sea is a very small part of Portsmouth, but it, it's got that city, villagey city feel. And I love being by the sea, but yes. I don't think you'd, I don't think you'd ever find me in the country particularly. I like a country walk and I like a, a ramble through the woods, but get me in the city where the buzz is. So yeah, yeah, so yeah you're right. London, yeah. New York, all of those cities. Oh, give me a weekend break any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to me about your stand-up career moment to date then, because you know, the listeners must be going, wow, this, this lady has traveled and she's done some wonderful things. So what is your stand that career moment again there's different things that have had different pivotal moments in in the path um so I'm going to mention a few but then I'll go a little bit deeper on one particular one I mean everybody loves the fact that I've danced behind Kylie Minogue I think that's your wow statement you say yeah. that and everyone wants to know more yeah. um, but it was just one tiny moment in in that long list it was it was one show it was one one gig and you know at that time you think you've made it but then it's the career of a performer it's on to the next thing and it's soon forgotten and it's a bit of a roller coaster so yeah so that's like a wow wow thing to say um joining the circus was just not on my career path it wasn't in my vision it wasn't something I wanted to do and it was a moment that that came up at the time and and I, it wasn't where I wanted to be but it just felt like it had dropped from nowhere that I had to follow that universe that had given me that opportunity and do you know what um I based that whole decision on joining the circus way back 
in 2005, I think it was, on the fact that I'd had a conversation with my grandmother about various other things. And you know how your grandparents always have amazing stories to tell? And I just sat there listening. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do this. And we weren't talking about the circus, but I thought I'm going to do this because how cool will it be to tell my grandkids that I ran away to the circus? And I just Absolutely. literally changed my direction at that point. So that's a really good one. Um, but also... Um, yeah, the opportunities to, to work alongside Broadway directors in New York was yeah. amazing. And, and the knowledge, I, was, I wasn't working in Broadway when I was in New York. I was working alongside and assisting um, at, a, um, at a stage school out there. But the knowledge, I just don't think you can ever stop learning. And it was, it was just lapping all that up that I just knew I need to, I need to share everything that I'm learning. 100% and you know you've just hit the nail on the head there I love the fact that you've got such great um, stories to tell your grandkids they're gonna be like wow grandma tell me more this is amazing and you'll be we've all got a pretty crazy one to tell now though haven't we That's yeah weird. yeah <laughs> very true so you talked earlier about the fact that you were had a successful career as a performer and that was going super well and then something happened your business mind sounds like it really switched on didn't it and you started to think about the future and and the entrepreneur entrepreneurship came out in you and you've got two wonderful businesses so can you tell us more about those businesses and I'm always I'm interested to hear whether you've always been that way inclined around being the entrepreneur okay yeah so the businesses Manic Stage Productions um that is my first love I have a five-year-old son now and a husband and they are obviously my big loves but my first love was my business and yeah it was just I think it was deep set again I'm going to refer to my grandmother god bless her soul she used to say to my mum when I was growing up oh let her leave her she's a chief she's not an Indian she's a chief she's not an Indian Brilliant. and you know what and I wonder if just hearing that quite constantly if I recall just gave me that self-belief that I could be the leader of my own destiny I could be the leader of people I could produce um, a business and be entrepreneurial so I you know are those limiting beliefs put and said and set from other people or are they internal I don't know but I know that I heard that a lot and so she gave me that belief that yeah I'm a, I'm a chief I'm not an Indian I'm meant to be leading and um, so that's where I think that started for me at a young age just being allowed to um, given permission by my grandmother to just be the chief <laughs> whereas a lot of people might have been told to just you know sit down be quiet da, da, da. definitely um, yeah. yeah it is inbred in me I it's not an easy route to follow is it as we all know if you've if you've been on that journey but um spontaneity enthusiasm and all of that and the excitement that I get from it um is is very parallel to that performing element you know mm, it's that yeah that buzz really the thrill um, <laughs> and the other business performerpreneur actually Again, it was just a moment of, of realization, of madness. I don't know what you call it, but it was the pandemic that, that made me take action. And I think an entrepreneur, and gosh, when I say that, I don't claim to be Richard Branson or anything huge here, just anybody that's got that inner, inner desire to take action and to, and to do, I think you can definitely call yourself an entrepreneur because I, I believe they're the traits, you know, and it, that the, the pandemic, 
made me take action on something that I could see around me quite quickly because I have a team of performers um, and not one of them stopped and and stared at me like I felt they did but I suddenly just thought oh my goodness they're all looking at me wanting the answers and I don't know that the answers and I can't support them I can't pay them our jobs are just getting phone call after phone call email after email after email, after email as we all know everything just came to a grinding halt and I wanted to help them and support them and the only way I could see how at that moment in time was to say to them, you have so many transferable skills. You can weather this storm. We will be back. I promise I'll keep Manic visible. I'll keep it alive. Um, but in the meantime, you have to help yourselves. Let me tell you all that I know. And if any of it helps, then go and, and create small businesses, go and create pivots, go and create side hustles. And then it just kind of came to me that, you know, we're performers and entrepreneurs. Let's give ourselves this fantastic label. We're performerpreneurs yeah. because for so many performers, we don't believe through, you know, other people or through our self-talk or you know what the industry has maybe maybe made us believe that we can we can make that change but we can be everything i just strongly believe you can expand and and be more than you set out to at the beginning oh my god i could talk all day i know <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but the thing is on the podcast people can't see how smiley and passionate your face looks and i'm hoping and i think it is coming across in your voice because i can tell that by supporting and empowering people to become their own bosses is something that you, you have has really driven you during the pandemic and i love that side it really is something to sort of be you know really congratulate you on because you've helped people and I went on the website and had a look and I can see that there's people that perhaps were singers for example in their previous career or not in their previous career but with pre-pandemic they were a singer and now they're offering singing lessons online for example so you you've identified their skills with them and helped them set that up and allowed them to hopefully make an income and pivot during the pandemic and and that support you've provided people is just fantastic so well done thank you so much it has kept me absolutely alive through this time um and i've created my own sustainable business through this i mean i'm yeah. now mentor i um i've got a, a group program um to help performers to pivot um i've got a membership for performers who have pivoted who don't necessarily have the business know-how skills or knowledge which i didn't either um i trained and learned and, and absorbed year after year still am um, but I've consolidated that into a space where they can just come and there's a catalogue of information um, and support and I do think that's the big key here throughout the whole of the pandemic what we've seen as an industry yeah. the, the coming together and the collaboration and the support is 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 kept me lifted and if I can do that for them because they're that sort of the the, the other side of it the performers the individuals um then I've brought them together as well now I'm, I'm feel super proud I'm excited for what could come with that exactly yeah and if we think about the pandemic and I think the good one of the good things that came out of the pandemic people stopped people reflected on their lives and I know of people out, outside performers and outside of events but within those sort of realms as well that have decided I want to start my own business I want to lead my own destiny destiny from here on out and I'm you know talking to someone that's very successful at it so far what do you think those key ingredients are for people that are thinking you know I, I can do this what should they be thinking about um 
there is a lot to consider, but I think if you stop and consider it for too long, then you might not do it. Yeah, I agree. So my first thing would be to stop procrastinating. Don't aim for perfection and just do it. You can learn as you're going along. Yeah. Um, people use the expression winging it and I winged it for many years, many times, but from winging it and jumping in and having a go, you then have to find the strategy to sustain it or to build it. So um, sometimes perfection um, is is a, is a way of, pro of procrastinating. So my first tip would be, you know, just face the fear, do it anyway, solve the problems as you go. You're never gonna know all the answers. Uh, you're never gonna have it all set in stone to get going. Um, and I think that maybe was a naivety of me 15 years ago when I started Manic, but actually it served me well. And I've had to dig a little bit deeper this time around because I am older. I do have responsibilities. I have got a family. And yes. um, so to just jump in and, and give it a go didn't seem as, um, as easy to do. But again, I did it. I pushed through and I'm learning and changing with that pivot every day. And that's okay. It's okay. And, it is. and it's exciting. So feel the fear and do it anyway is something yeah. that made me um, leave one of my jobs that I was in um, and, and go on to work for the BBC, actually. So I was really comfortable in one of what I was doing and, and I was leading my team within um, travel events and I was loving it. And then um, somebody said that saying to me, and it was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I was like, I want to look outside of, of, of um, travel. And then I got a job with the BBC. So I love that saying. That is a really good saying, definitely. Um, I'm with side hustles, hustles, what I love about them and what people think is, and we have talked there about the fact that just get on with it and do it and try it, give it a go because you never know. Um, what I find with a side hustle, it's quite nice to do it alongside something else if you can. So if you have got commitments, if you have got something that, you know, children or a mortgage or whatever it is, if you can do it alongside and manage your time alongside another income at that time, then and then as you as your side hustle grows, then reduce what you are doing. I think that's quite a nice transition to try and achieve. Is it is that something that you've looked at? Yep, I, I completely agree. And that's obviously what the essence of a side hustle is. It's something yeah. you are doing on the side. I mean, when it comes to performerpreneur, it's going to be the side hustle to Manic. But right now, Manic isn't really hustling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hustling, um, and that will come back. And then and then performerpreneur will be exactly that side hustle. Um, and obviously people have different situations and the pandemic has rocked the boat and that side hustle word and version and vision might be different to different people because of different circumstances. And, but yeah, it is something that you can sustain at a steadier pace than the rest of the rest of sort of the other things you have to do on a daily basis. It's, it's meant to be an easy, semi-passive, quite, you know, sustainable version of making money in my opinion agree and not all side hustles have to become that big um be all and end all that becomes that that takes over the other world does it it can continue to run nicely alongside whatever your other income stream is or whatever your other passion is or your job is it can it can just sit there nicely it doesn't ha you don't you know if you're if you're doing it and you're enjoying it it doesn't you don't have to think i've got to become the biggest and most successful entrepreneur in the world do you you just have no. to be happy with what you're doing Exactly. You touched on something that I say to my performerpreneurs and I'd say to your audience as well, you can be multi-passionate. Um, yeah. So many people just think you have to pick something and stick with that. And, you know, jack of all trades. I know that it's got, it's been downplayed, but actually 
it, again, it's an individual pursuit. I'm happy to be multi-passionate. I'm happy to, to know that I am successful and good at several different versions of me and they create me as a whole and that makes my story. Um, but you do have to be comfortable with that as well. Oh, I like that. That's really good. And obviously I have got a side hustle alongside what I do. Um, I'm an event director for Carnival OK. I've got my podcast going and then I do a bit of freelance work as well. So I have got quite a few things that I'm juggling. And what I've found is that building micro communities within whatever your passion is and what, you know, building a community of experts around you that you can look for for advice and go to for just to, as a sounding board really helped me. And the events community is just wonderful. I'm sure the entertainment world is pretty similar. Do you think that networking is something that is really important to grow your side hustle? It's imperative in my belief. Um, Manic Stage Productions 15 years ago, I was younger, you know, I, I built Manic on networking, just going out there and finding those people and asking those questions and not being afraid to communicate, to collaborate. Um, and so collaboration is key, is something else that I say often, I truly believe it. Um, in the industry, performers have been very competitive by nature for so long that it's been more difficult to get those people to collaborate. Yeah, but yeah. I do have over 870 people now in a in a Facebook community that are really loving the fact that they are not having to do this on their own anymore, that they've got people to collaborate and converse with. Because performers, yeah, as I say, by nature are competitive beings and that yeah. has got them so far. Um, so I'm thankful for the pandemic for bringing those people together because what people don't realize when they're in side hustles or events or entertainment or anything is you are your own USP you know you might be doing the same as somebody else but it does not make you the same you don't have to compete because at the end of the day you are very different beings and and your audience your ideal client will pick you for whatever reasons they choose and you can't really so I'm going off on a tangent but yeah so um I just genuinely love collaboration. I think communities are absolutely right. I call them empowerment pods. Oh, you nice. know, have a group of people all with different skills that you've got a WhatsApp group with and you just know you can just drop in there, ask something, give and receive. And I think that's the other thing, um, Kelly. You have to be in equal measures. Take as much as you can from these people, but also give back. And imposter syndrome can step in there and you can go, God, but they know more than me or they've got more of that. But they, they, they're your you and your thoughts might just be the key, the key element that just fixes that problem for somebody. So do give as much as you receive and vice versa. Find those little empowerment pods and network. I mean, LinkedIn is amazing for that. Um, yeah. But also when we get back to in-person networking, go have conversations, let people know your story, let them feel your energy, because that's the bit that's going to set you apart on whatever journey you're on, whatever you're selling or product you have or, or creative ideas, people will buy you before they buy them. 100%. And I think you've touched on something really critical there. When we are allowed to get back to in-person networking, what we've cultivated throughout this pandemic and those micro communities or those empowerment pods, as you as you reference them, you've got to you've got to take them into the real world then, haven't you? You know, let's go meet these people. Let's go and actually do some work with them. Let's go and connect with them and have drinks or whatever you can and, and keep that going. So just foster those and cultivate those relationships that you've built. I love that. How do you feel about if you are working on a side hustle and it fails? Um, do you think failure is a good thing sometimes? Can it help you grow as a person, as a business? What have you, have you experienced it? 
Yes, 100%. We've, we've all experienced failure and that's what stops many of us from doing what, what we want to do. Um, even if you haven't failed in that particular aspect or genre or journey, it's that failure, isn't it, that, that cripples us when we get to that point of passing through our fear. Um, but failure, I think it's, it's how you word it, it's how you reframe it, it's how you talk about it to yourself. There's a lot of stuff that I think about, you know, your, your inner talk, what you say to yourself about that. It is a lesson. I mean, if you go Google um, quotes, they tell you all this. Just go find Pinterest, read those quotes because they're true. It's the lessons. I say to my um, five-year-old, you have to make mistakes for your brain to grow. And he kind of looks at me gone out, but it's true. You know, how can you solve problems if you haven't had a mistake or, or a failure or a problem in the first place? Um, it's going to build it's going to build you and it's going to build your businesses. And if you have to just scrap something and it's not worked, then that's, I don't know how to word it to make it feel all right, because I know at the time it will feel horrendous, but it is okay. It just forms part of the process. It forms a small part of the story. Um, and I'm big on woo-woo and the universe, and, and I don't know much about it in terms of, in real terms, but I do like to blame it. You know, oh, well, yeah. it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it was the universe. 100%. I always say that is if it was meant to happen, it will happen. And sometimes, you know, you can do so much, but if it's not meant to be for whatever reason and, and something doesn't quite go to plan, then there, were, there was something telling you that that wasn't going to work work out. And I truly believe that. So I'm with you on that one. Brilliant. Love it. Um, so something that I always reflect on and think about, um, if, you've got your, if you've got your own side hustle going on and you've got your own personal branding and then you've perhaps got another profession going on as well how important do you think that personal branding is to a side hustle so as you as an individual and then your personal branding do they do they have to sit together or can you se se segment them out what do you think around that online branding what do you think about it I think we've all had a lot of time to try out techniques and try out ideas and become familiar with the concept of personal branding, myself mm -hmm. included. Um, genuinely did just used to rely on my energy and my enthusiasm and my passion. And now we've had a year and we've had some time and we've all got onto our laptops and we've been able to look into personal branding in the sense of colors and, and Instagram grids and layout. And I think it's, it's not gonna go anywhere. And I think it definitely helps, but underneath that layer, there has to be substance. Yeah. You know, we can all brand everything up and there's experts that will tell us how and what and why and they'll make a, a, a fantastic job of it. And we can do a pretty good job on our own as well. But actually, once that top layer's peeled, are you authentic? Have you got substance? Do you have a story to tell? Are you passionate about what you're doing? They're genuinely what I believe will, will see you through. But yes, absolutely, be creative create that brand, create brand awareness, make your colors match, your grid look pretty, um, have a story and a theme that runs through, make sure your messaging is on point so you know. But that stuff will definitely, I believe, happen naturally if you're doing something with integrity and authenticity and passion and drive. Like it's just gonna ooze out of you anyway. Yeah, completely agree. And I can see why in the past, but why, why you've not needed it, because you have got you are such an energetic and passionate person. You can see that and your warmth and genuine and authenticity comes through. So like you talked about people by people, don't they? So this branded window is all well and good. But if like you say, underneath it, if it's not 
if, it, if it's not your true authentic self, then yeah, people are not going to buy from you. People are not going to use your services and they're not going to trust what you're saying. So 100% agree. Now we're, we, we, we are closing, but you know, I'm, I'm the little time that I spent with you, I'm just want, willing you to succeed this year because you seem like such a genuine person. So what does success look like for you in Manic Productions in 2021? Um, so, oh, it's a hard one because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've stopped daring to, to dream as big as I have done in the past because of the pandemic, because of the, the roller coaster, because of the ups and downs. Um, so I do have to get back to that. I do have to go and sit with myself in a dark room and, and, you know, and just create that vision board again, because I had that vision and, and I was, I was getting there and, and it was happening. And then like all of us, it got taken away, but we mustn't be scared to believe. We mustn't be scared to succeed. So I definitely know that it will come back. Um, the industry is coming back. The lights, the, the light in the end of the tunnel is there, the roadmap. Um, so now I feel like I'm at the point where I can dare to, to build that picture back in my mind. But um, vision boards are fantastic for that. Um, yes. There are a few things that I know that will go straight onto that vision board. There are things that I am willing to come back to life. Um, but equally, the pandemic has taught me that family, time, you know, is is equally important to me now. So it might look a little bit different, Kelly, when I do yeah. do when I do sit down and think, you know, I might not be off traveling so much anymore. I don't know. I don't want to put that out there because yeah. you're listening, but I don't <laughs> know. And I think that's the bottom line. It's been a long year um, and I have maybe focus my energy elsewhere because I was too scared to to wonder what or hope what might happen but I'm, I'm feeling excited like we all are to start building that dream again agree and I do think that my listeners of this podcast are going to want to know more about you because you've got so much to give so where can where can I direct people to find you you talked about a Facebook group there and I'm sure you run lots of social media and things so where can people find out more about you um, exactly that Facebook group if you are a performer or if you know a performer um, or an ex-performer anybody like that and then I've got performerpreneur the side hustle hub um, I've also been running visibility challenges and I've got a course coming up and that's just through Nicole Louise Geddes um, Manic Stage Productions as I say that's my first love and I'm I'm willing that to come back to life um, to the to the degree that it was and that's manic stage productions but like I said to you off of this podcast I haven't necessarily ever really needed a big shiny website so you can't find one but if anybody wants to help me with that I'd be grateful because um, <laughs> obviously in this day and age now it's a big thing but I've you know I've been um, more into networking and and dms and chats and zooms but it needs to happen so you won't necessarily find a shiny website but you will find me on linkedin nicole louise geddes and i am absolutely always open to collaborations to chats to conversations you can see how it just fills me and i've missed that this year so so yeah get in touch on linkedin um instagram facebook all the usual channels and i promise i'll get a website out there soon <laughs> Uh, I, w I really wouldn't worry too much. You, you, you won't need it. You don't need it. You've got your communities. You've got those empowerment pods. I'm going to remember that. I absolutely love that. Those empowerment pods. And yeah, I think when, once the, um, the, the blackness is lifted and with that light of the end of the tunnels there, you are going to fly. And I absolutely wish you all the success. So thank you very much for joining us today, Nicole. Thank you. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. It excites me to talk about it. Thank you. So, did you love Nicole as much as I said you would? 
She absolutely embodies everything empowerment and inspirationalness. Inspirationalness? Is that a word? Ah, let's go with it, hey? Loving the talk all around empowerment pods. And I'm sure if you want to become part of her community, then reach out to her and she will welcome you with open arms, I'm sure. So thanks again, Nicole. Absolutely love today. And I want to take the opportunity to say a big thank you to the Events for Breakfast community because you're growing. You're reaching out to me daily almost now with lots of questions and feedback saying how much you're enjoying the show. So please keep that going. Join us on our socials. So we are on Instagram, we are on LinkedIn and we are on Twitter. And I know you've already found us on your favourite podcast provider, but have you clicked subscribe so each episode is just coming directly to your list each week? You don't have to do anything then. And also on there, you will see a feedback form. So fill it in, give us some feedback and perhaps a cheeky five-star rating too. Until next week, look after yourselves and I will see you soon. Bye for now.